0: SBS live streams and podcasts are supported by advertising. Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different
1: meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. I would
0: like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land I'm recording from, the Yagara and the Turrible people, as the traditional custodians of Mianjin. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I also acknowledge the traditional owners from all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lands you are listening from. Just a heads up the conversations in this podcast are definitely for adult ears only. There'll be explicit language, direct references to body parts and very non-PG sexual activities. The chats are robust, so steer clear if you're a sensitive listener or if there are kids around.
1: I'm a professional long-distance relationship-er. I think, I think that it's harder by distance because you can't get any other kinds of physical intimacy. When it comes to long distance, with anything it needs to be reciprocal or it's gonna die.
0: Welcome to Erotic Stories, the podcast, where we bring you conversations untying the themes of SBS TV's steamy drama series. I'm Nadine Schmerley. If you haven't already watched Powerful Owls, the fourth episode of Erotic Stories, you can catch up on SBS on demand anytime. This episode features a young couple trying to make long-distance work for them. And that's what we're talking about today, long-distance loving. But we're pretty free of spoilers in this conversation, so you're okay to keep listening if you're planning on watching later. So long-distance, is it an opportunity for beautifully penned declarations of romantic love and longing, or a hotbed of miscommunication and misunderstanding? Brooke Scobie, poet, artist performer and professional long-distance relationshiper gives us the lowdown. Brooke is a queer, gory poet and multidisciplinary artist. They describe their work as a love letter to country and those marginalized by society. Brooke was a finalist for the 2023 David Unipon Award, achieved second in the 2020 Judith Wright Poetry Prize, and has performed at the Sydney Biennale, Melbourne Writers Festival, And queer stories, just to name a few. Hi, Brooke, welcome. Hello. Hello. You also have a diploma of creative and Indigenous writing and an associate degree in applied science and a diploma of management.
1: Yes, I have ADHD.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to tell us anything about yourself uh, as an intro, part of who you are, or a brief description on who Brooke is? Um, you said a lot of
1: the things that I do mm-hmm. and a lot of that is who I am. Okay. I'm also, I'm an autistic person. Yep. I have ADHD, yep. which, you know, the listeners will find out at the end of this podcast with all of the words <laughs> that come out of my mouth. Um, but I'm really passionate about stories and storytelling and, um, the importance of collaborative storytelling is a big part of, I think, who I am collaboration on all things. Every art piece that you make is influenced by the people around you and the world around you. All of my stories are influenced by all of the people in my life. So, never date a poet, is because you'll end advice. up in a poem. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that really leads into my first question, which is, how would you define
1: erotic? That is a hard question to answer for a poet too. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, because I would think about it and then write like a really smutty poem. Um, would you? Would you write a really smutty poem to define eroticism and what is erotic? I think I think so. I feel like I'd probably do it better in right. writing. Yeah. A big part of the reason I write poetry especially, it's really great for people with ADHD um, because it's it, it can be quick and it can just come straight out. But for me, I'm a verbal processor, so I'm autistic as well, and when I want to process any thoughts, feelings, especially big ones, I often have to talk about it a lot and I go round and round in circles and I found... Um, you know, growing up writing shitty teenage poetry that um, when I was able to write out those things I could get it out in a way that made me feel like I wasn't going to be misrepresented, that I could say this is how I sound, this is what I'm feeling and here are the words and help other people feel that too. Yeah. But for me like erotic and eroticism I feel like it's such a fluid experience and word and I think that the society we live in ascribes eroticism to like you know penis and vagina sex and heterosexual people touching mouths and stuff and I just don't think that's what it is. I feel like you know some autistic people will disagree Mm -hmm. but velvet can be erotic.
0: I'm wearing velvet today. Red lipstick
1: can be erotic.
0: I'm wearing red lipstick. (laughs) So you're saying that I'm erotic? Is this yeah, what I mean, you're saying?
1: Nadine is very erotic. <laughs> um, no, but I, I feel like yeah, for each individual person, it can be different. For some sure. people, it could be like reading, um, like you know, a book that makes you feel stuff in your guts or your mm-hmm. bits, you mm-hmm. know. Or it could be being with, being near somebody, talking mm-hmm. about something. Like it could be sexual, could be romantic, could be inspirational. Sometimes when somebody goes on a like diatribe about some big creative thing they're really passionate about, it can feel erotic. Info dumping as an autistic person, for me, that's erotic. If I am with somebody that I care about and love and and also am intimate with mm-hmm. and they go on and on and on about something they really care about. You're like hot. Yeah, that's I'm hot. I'm images
0: to that. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> you're <laughs> excited about something.
0: Um, I, I'm gonna ask you about your relationships. Have you ever been in a long distance relationship? I'm a professional,
1: long distance relationshiper. A
0: professional? Mm. How many are we talking?
1: So um, three major ones. So my ex-husband when I was 21. Okay. (laughs) Don't get married when you're 21. That's silly. Don't do that. So he was from Indonesia. Okay. um, And then my um, child's father is from Hawaii. Um, And then um, uh, an ex not that long ago Mm -hmm. where we met just before COVID happened and they happened to be from the US. Okay. So... Uh, I'm not allowed to do any more partner visas.
0: How many have you done now?
1: I did two and I tried to do a third one. <laughs> paid a lot of money to it, um, Okay. Yeah.
0: I imagine you would. So money's a big deal with long-distance relationships, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it consumes a big portion, travelling back and forth.
1: Yeah, and especially in Australia because partner visas are exceptionally expensive.
0: So all this legal stuff, I guess, that can come with relationships, does that kind of kill the spark a little bit sometimes? Like does it? does the reality of it you know, that grind, that day-to-day, like, you know, we're talking about the eroticism of stories or erotic yes. stories. I imagine for me that those logistics would wear me down a bit.
1: Not necessarily. So, like, I actually think um, that long-distance dist- relationships, if you're good at communicating and you like to talk, mm-hmm. are actually a really great way to build a strong base of emotional sure. connection. Okay. Um, if your partner is willing to be talking to you on the phone, you talk a lot more when you can only be on the phone. How did you do sex when you were long distance? Okay, so I'm going to give you the three examples. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time, oh, this, like, I'm like, let's, let's go back to the... Uh, <laughs> back to in the, the olden days. Tw- let's go back to 2009. Wow. Yeah, so I did my long distance credit and he lived in a room with his brother and so any sort of phone sexy situations we're on the landline and then he would go into like the toilet yeah. which was like right there as well and so obviously his brother would be like making fun of him for mm-hmm.
0: fair mm-hmm.
1: he was in the bathroom we'd talk dirty you know yeah. i was i was doing my business nothing ever happened mm-hmm. on my end cuz too much pressure sure um then, but it was all verbal yeah verbal cuz we could there was no video like were you going to do a webcam in, you know in a internet cafe yeah. what are you going to you know <laughs> Just whip a titty out quickly. Like. I'm like, that would have been a good, actually a good business, I mean, you know, back then, have like private booths in the internet cafes so you can.
0: I'm sure it was uh, somewhere.
1: They didn't have them in Bali. No. <laughs> but the second round was, yeah, well, there was iPhones, so it was free calls. We could do like, you know, like video, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it was more like or a little video, a little photo here. It was less live. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. How did you feel about dick pics at the time?
1: Look, I don't mind a solicited dick pic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If I. You don't want to open it at work and. Absolutely not. There's a Wang on the screen. No. No. Get your Wang away from me. Right. If, if it's attached to the right person, fine. <laughs> I'm interested if sure. I've asked for it. Okay. I'm very open about that kind of. Situational
0: Wang pics. Yeah. Mr.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now I'm like, send it on an encrypted format, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened? Um, and then in the third long distance relationship, um, that partner was, are not very comfortable with themselves. Okay. And that's totally like, that's fine, but did make it difficult because we were apart and couldn't visit for 15 months. Yeah. And like, I'm a sexual person. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think this was carry on from, you know, relationship, like from our relationship, even when we were together. So I think that because it wasn't the sort of, you know, the sexy, you know, like, sexual chemistry vibe faded earlier, even when we were still together, that long distance, that was never going to happen. You know, I sent some nudes and things like this, but it was not reciprocated. And I feel like that really affected the relationship. In relationships, when you
0: live with someone, when someone wants sex and someone doesn't, sometimes there's a lot of feelings about rejection and that kind of thing. When there's distance between you, do you think that is compounded or do you think it makes it
1: easier? I think, I think that it's harder via distance because you can't get any other kinds of physical intimacy. You can't kiss, you can't hold hands, you can't sit next to each other and watch TV and so the only kind of physical, inadverted commas, mm. intimacy that you can have long distance is around like sort of sexting for me and so it was it was difficult and I think as well being an ADHD person and I struggle with rejection sensitive dysphoria which is common for a lot of us and a lot of us don't realise and then later we're like that's why that felt so bad even though it wasn't a big deal so for this stuff it is a big deal and for me to try and put myself out there and try and feel sexy and feel good about having a mum body and feel you know good in myself and then have that not reciprocated, Mm. it's difficult to not take that personally, even if it probably has to do with the other person and their mental health or what's going on for them. It's very difficult.
0: Can I ask you long distance means a lot of texting often by default because you can't always be on the phone 24-7. Do you think a lot of that gets lost in translation in text or do you think, so for me, when I text my partner sometimes in the middle of an argument, we'll text, he'll misunderstand or they'll misunderstand Mm. what I'm saying because it's in text. Do you think that happens more?
1: Um, It depends on where you are in your communication and if the people are neurotypical. Because in neurotypical communication, I find, like, tone is way more important. I know because I have to emulate tone a lot. If you get to a point in your communication where you're like, let's tism the communication, which is like a, you know, yeah. joke that we have internally in the yeah, house where it's like, please try and listen to my words and not my tone. It's hard to unlearn, but this is something that we often, um, my partner and I discuss a lot. And so in text, it can be okay, but you can ask those questions. If you're at that point, a lot of people are uncomfortable with saying, did, are you angry with me in this message? You're allowed to ask clarifying questions. If you can be that person you, and it's a very vulnerable position to put yourself in, it can be more successful. I'm also very pro voice notes though. If there's something that people feel like they need to speak about but you can't be on the phone or it's night time and they can receive it later, you know, There's there are a lot, so many more options that people can do now. Mm as as it's not just text anymore yeah and it's free I feel like that's the thing like oh my god the amount of money it wasn't like a lot but no
0: but it is right because it'd be like a $20 phone card
1: back in the day it was like six minutes it's like I'm just trying to have an orgasm please for the love of god stop making me (laughs) type 100 numbers he's in the toilet hiding from his parents (laughs) just his brother thank god
0: (laughs) can I dig a little deeper jealousy. How do you deal with it when your partner's so far away? Is there jealousy? Do you feel it? Do you, you do.
1: Yeah. Not so much now. Right. Right. Like I, as I've matured and, and this does link back to understanding the toxic monogamy. Right. right? And so I've, you know, I've grown up in toxic monogamy. Most of us have, we're brainwashed by that, Mm -hmm. where we're told that like this person, if they, um, you know, if they're interested in another person, it means they don't love you or that you're not good. Like all these things go in your head. An example, so my kid's father. Yeah, tell um, us the story. Yeah, tell, tell us, so let's this, take us on a journey. Okay, let's go back. So we're doing long distance. I'm not a mum yet at this point. Um, and, you know, I had stayed in Hawaii for three months and, you know, we were living together, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd come back to Australia while we were doing a visa process. And there was a girl... I say girl because I think she was young and also I was like double her height because mm-hmm. I'm tall and she was very little, who um really wanted to fuck my partner. <laughs> like she did. And I look How fine. did you know? Because she would go to every single one of their gigs. She's tried to go home with him and okay. he told me this. Sure. And she was, you know, she was she was on one. Mm-hmm. Fine. It's mm-hmm. not a problem. She'd also never met me, so she didn't know to be slightly scared. <laughs> or, you know, things of like, oh, this is a cool person and I don't want to whatever. For me, a lot of it came down to like insecurities. Like Mm -hmm. I don't feel great about myself. I'm in a long-distance relationship and if he sleeps with somebody else, does that mean that? I'm worthless. I'm not good enough. He's going to leave me. Nobody's ever going to love me. Blah blah blah. All mm. the things that you know. Your and brain it's compounded goes on. because of distance. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't be there, and you can't. Um, and this is where the toxic monogamy comes in. Prove that you're the best. Mm. That you're the best fuck they're going to have. That you're the most interesting. That they love you the most. That you're the hottest. Whatever it is that you need to do for your own self-esteem. Mm. We're like, I must be the one. If I'm not the one, then I feel shit.
0: Would you find yourself acting out? Because I imagine for me in those situations, I would then suddenly be posting on my Instagram, here's a booty pic, here's a blah, blah, blah. Everyone give me attention. You know what I mean? Like I I would be pushing... All of my boundaries at this point, because I'm remembering to when I was in long distance relationships, mm. and you know what what I did to get that attention when I was feeling neglected or jealous or that kind of thing. So I would suddenly be turning externally for that attention. Big if they brat were, behavior. Big brat. Yeah. Big big <laughs> bratty baby.
1: Over yeah, there. I'm like privately, I'm big brat behavior. Yeah, me too. Publicly, I try and be like. Um, Oh, the, you know, I'm the better person, whatever. Right. But, but behind the scenes, that doesn't mean I wasn't losing my shit. Sure. Like at one point where I was like, can you please block her because she's messaging you all the, all the time? Mm. I'm not comfortable. I'm not there, you know, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. And what um, happened? And he was
1: like, yeah, no problem. And then I found out that she's now following the band um, Facebook page and they can message and blah, 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 blah. And
0: was he messaging? I
1: don't think so. Right. It I was just the fear. So. Look, I'm hot. Sure, um, probably yeah. the hottest person he's ever going to date. Yep. Thanks. And will ever. <laughs> Not to sound so no, ridiculous. No, no, you're very attractive. But look, thank I'm, you. I'm about um, it. You know, I'm 36 now. I've decided yeah. I'm hot.
0: Um, <laughs> can I just ask you, yeah. there is this real thing, right? When you decide you're hot, mm. you become immediately like 6 million percent hotter, right? Yeah. So can
1: you tell me about that? Um, when did you decide? 36? Was it earlier? 30? Yeah, I think it was around 30. But, you know, that doesn't mean that I don't still go back and forth with, you know, body issues and self-esteem, blah, blah, blah. We still live in the patriarchy and Western colonialism bullshit, right? But... Um, after I had my daughter, I decided I didn't want to hate myself anymore. Yeah. I didn't want to hate myself anymore because she was not going to grow up thinking that like fat is bad or yeah. like soft bodies are bad or weird bendy bodies like I've got, or like, you know, we've got a bone disease where we're like have bumpy bones that it's visible that I was sick of that. And I, I had decided for myself that I didn't want to do that anymore because yeah. it, it impacts me. It impacts my relationships. So. I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to feel like a hot person again.
0: So how has that affected your relationship with nudes? So one, mm. do you take them? Have you ever taken them? Yes. Do you send them? Yes. Yes. To all of those questions. Yes. Um Okay. And how has that affected your relationship with them? I guess, because as your body image has changed, Mm. for instance, when my body image for me was really, really low, Mm. I took 10 million more nudes because I constantly felt like I was trying to justify Ah, myself. But for me, that was kind of the thing, you know, I act out, put up photos, get that external Mm. validation. Validation feels good. What's your relationship with nudes? How has it changed? What is it? Tell me about it.
1: Um... I, I've always, I think I've had an interesting complex with nudes because I've always been very pro it. I'm just like, yes, nudes, good. I'm pro that. I'm, so many people have seen my nudes. Do they
0: help in long distance relationships? Yeah, hell
1: yeah. Yeah. Like even, like the current relationship I'm in now, um, so I live about an hour and a half out of Sydney. Okay. And like we live together now, but like when we first started, they were in Sydney. And so, you know, like that's not long distance, but it's not around the corner. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going there every day when I'm free or going to dinner or anything like that. So, you know, when we first started flirting, I was like, cool, can you download Signal? Um, Because I'm not going to send any. I sent a censored one. Right. I was like, started flirting immediately. I was like, cool. What
0: would you do to censor it? Would you like put a banana over your? I just scribbled over my boobs. Okay, so there wasn't...
1: (laughs) It wasn't a cute little emoji or no, anything. No, no, I, like, I was like, if you want to see the rest of that, mm-hmm. you need to download Signal or whatever okay. and then we can continue this conversation. So what's Signal? So uh, Signal's an encrypted messaging app. So a lot of people use WhatsApp and right. I don't think it's encrypted. So that means like um, it depends on where the, the, if the information is stored in a particular place and um, if the the message is encrypted. So then, I don't know, like... So it makes it secret. Yeah, I don't, I don't know all the... the Secret. Two people messaging. Yeah. Okay. Secret. Secret Squirrel.
0: <laughs>
1: but it's a safer way to send nudes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's other there's other apps and things like that that mm. are out there, but it's a safer way to do it. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm very pro nude. I'm very. Um, I think it's actually good for you, like to take pictures of yourself, even if it's for yourself, even if it's not for sharing.
0: Especially but, if it's for yourself. Do you think?
1: Yes. I say that I don't do that. Okay. I'm not good at that yet right i I still am a bit you know neutral about my existence as a pe- a person I'm like mm. I don't exist it's fine whatever but like for me the external validation is nice yeah but I think that especially as you get older and then when you become if you become a mum or your body changes, learning to honor the things about your body in a sexual erotic way. Yep. Especially with somebody that you care about or you're hot for or whatever, is great. Like, you know, having somebody froth over my stretch marks and be not just like trying to make me feel good, they think it's hot and have the hots for it. That's great. That's good for my self esteem. That makes me feel amazing. And I can honor my body in a way that's like consensually erotic and sexual and like reciprocal. I think that that is like the main thing when it comes to long distance. With anything, it needs to be reciprocal, or it's gonna die.
0: With long distance relationships, you mentioned something about not being able to have make up sex, you know, arguments yeah. that kind of thing. Is that hard? Like, you know, you, you have an argument. Do you go have a make up wank? Do you send each
1: other make up sexts? Is, I, is it just no. not there? Like, maybe other people have done that, right? But for me, it's not a thing because you yeah. can't. For me to that, for me personally, to feel sexual. I can't still be in a fight. If I'm with a person and we can do the cuddle makeup, then we can do the makeup sex. Okay. Right. So for me, like being in a fight, we have to speak about it. We have, I don't care how uncomfortable you are right now. You must speak to me. We have to talk this through. And I realised recently that face-to-face, I don't do that as much. There are times where I feel overwhelmed and I want to, like, walk away or be done with it because it's too much. And I've been pushed in a positive way to be like, hold on, we've got to unpack this so we can get back to normal. And so... I, I've realised that when I'm in my face face relationship that's close by that I often opt out of things that I wouldn't in a long-distance relationship. So
0: you're forced to deal with things in a long-distance relationship that you could potentially put on the back burner yes. or say, hey, look, let's pick this up later.
1: Yeah, face-to-face relationships can last way longer because people are ignoring things yeah. and, you know, fucking their feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can't do that. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't. So in you a have distance. to figure it out or you've got to break up. Right. The end. Yeah.
0: They're yeah. the options. There's no makeup wank on the phone. Absolutely. I not. just wanted to say makeup wank several times. <laughs> so, tips and tricks for taking a good nude pic?
1: Oh, okay. Um, if you put your camera on video. Yeah. So, you do video and then you can do a bunch of little moves and then you can screenshot.
0: Okay. So, do you do a little dance? What are we doing here? Like, we're just posing? So Is it I... like
1: Australia's next top model? What's going on here? Oh, my God. So, like, I haven't done the video one yet. Really? What? Yeah, because I haven't needed to. Yeah. But what I like to do is um, – You I've, do self-timer or Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So I do the self-timer one mm-hmm. and I um, – sometimes I'll put on – I've got one of them sunset lights. Oh, nice. So then the lighting's good. Mood. Et cetera, right? And mm-hmm. I just take like a million of them, mm-hmm. right? If you – I think that these are the, the, the tips and tricks is also get used to looking at your body. Yeah. And enjoying it. Yeah eat it spend time with your body and like just take a million yep Take a million. Yeah. And then and
0: you're allowed to find the best one. You're allowed yes. to, like, go through all of them. You're allowed to, yes. like, hate some of them, love some of them. You, and you know what? You're allowed to
1: edit if you really yeah, want to. Yeah, you are. You like, are, absolutely. Cares? We have to live in this society. Exactly.
0: And if you really want to, do it. Sometimes I'm going to use a filter. Sometimes I want to look, like, inverted commas, television pretty. Sometimes I want... Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I, like, post a photo of me with, like, 38 tins being hilarious. Mm. And, you know, we're just human. Yeah. So, what was it like dating when you were growing up? Like, was there an indicator that you would be such a long distance junkie? You
1: know, I grew up in South West Sydney. Like, I grew up in Bankstown. So, yeah. I've grown up around all different kinds of so people. So, you're more Lebanese than I am? Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. Wahid Allah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brisbane. Very, yeah, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, where's your accent? when you mean? Yeah, no,
0: I'm Brisbane and Brisbane Arab. Mm. It's very different. Yes. I'm like, we're give not me- fully six yeah. Sydney
1: Leb. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, I, I was looking for something and I think that there was a, a disconnect. Like, you know, there was something missing. Mm. But the problem was for me is that I'm a weirdo. Yeah, I'm a weird person and I also have quite masculine energy. And often, because I was doing the comp thing, like compulsory heterosexuality, yeah. like, like men did not like me. Yeah. <laughs> so you were masking your sexuality.
0: But can yep. I also ask you, were you masking your culture?
1: Um, I would, I would say for me, I think because the way I was raised was probably a little more Western. Yeah. Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't growing up. I didn't grow up with dance or song. My nan was removed when she was 10. Yeah. So I grew up knowing I was a black blackfella and yeah. I, you know, I was always proud of that, you know, and talked about it and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. But my, the community that I lived in, there wasn't a lot of blackfellas. People. And yeah. so we weren't connected in the way that I am now in my adult life and what I've done for my daughter. So for me it was it was never really hiding culture because people knew I was Aboriginal. No,
0: of course. So this episode in particular, it's about long-distance relationships, mm-hmm. but the characters in it are actually Indigenous mm. and they use a lot of language and there's a lot of you're watching it and it's very funny, very hilarious, very, um, you know, blackfella words that yeah. you normally wouldn't normally see on telly, I'll be honest. Yeah. Like I was watching it and I was like, oh, wow, this is like watching Brooke. No. <laughs> so um, it was really interesting to see. But what are your thoughts on how Indigenous women's sexuality uh, or Indigenous people's sexuality has been portrayed on
1: the screen? Has it been done correctly? In, in terms of you know, looking and perceiving media mm. around like, you know, uh, Aboriginal women, like in the same way that black women have been um, in the US, African-American women, et cetera, across the world are either hypersexualized or uh, mammified, right, like mammy, right, sure. where you're like you're a mother figure who's a nanny to somebody and you have no sex yeah. at all, you are not a sexual being or you are a hypersexual being. And the same thing goes, you know, for, for black men all over the world. Right, and I think that um, having shows like where Aboriginal people can be Aboriginal people and have just a regular ass life situation where it's not a, you know, trauma porn, absolute, like everything is so stressful, so much of the media that's made about us. And if it's got to do with like black women and the sex that we have, it's abuse. Right. It's never... And it's never portrayed in a reality. We're just human beings. We have sex. It's good. There are bad things that happen, the same as everybody else. But because of the deficit narrative that we live under, of all of us, that narrative is so strong for blackfellas, for everything, and so in media portrayal, it's hard to get away from it, mm. especially when the media is made by non-Aboriginal people. Yeah. And so the focus is on, like, we want to shed light on these things going on. And it's, like, sometimes it's nice to just be black and talk about or do whatever you want and, you know, having a conversation about dicks or whatever. Yep. And so, like, having, you know, we started – at the top we were talking about what's eroticism and having what I would want to see is all these different experiences – like, is just living life, right? You're allowed to be Black and just have a story about, you know, having a long, a distance, long distance relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, especially, you know. So is that at-
0: what you want to see? Do you want to see just Blackfella stories, like, being told?
1: Yeah. I think, like, you know, in some of the podcasts that, like, I've done before, you know, with friends, it's just us. Being ourselves, talking about what we want to talk about. It doesn't have to be a quote-unquote black story. You just, it is because you are and that's all. Marginalised identities, let's say, Mm -hmm. we're not allowed to be toxic. No. Or slutty. Or we're only toxic. We're the baddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's a villain edit, right? Right. So having a space where people are allowed to be themselves, whole people, I'm like, give us a reality show where people who are from marginalized identities get to be whoever they want to be, like super sweet, absolutely toxic, a terrible person, whatever. Who cares? Yep. It's entertaining. So it's chucking me and you in a house, really? Obviously, obviously, yeah. It would not ever make it to air. They'd be like, these, stop it. We, there would be terrible. Yeah, it would. Chop, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would just
0: but, be masturbating for twelve. No.
1: <laughs> I'm joking. But that's what I want to. I want to yeah. see these kinds of stories. Mm. I was like, this is a human story they that all has black are. in it each each
0: episode is really beautiful and and it is a, a human story um, yeah. so brooke i just wanted to thank you so much for coming in today and having a chat telling us your erotic stories do you have anything else you want to add something you want to leave me with
1: if you're gonna do long
0: distance be ready for it and practice your nudes practice your nudes yeah yeah
1: get a Why video not? out
0: pose dance yeah. do your thing
1: Practice your nudes.
0: It's great. Right. Long distance relationship or not, right? Just yep. practice your nudes. Exactly right. Yeah, okay. We're going to practice some now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Erotic Stories, the podcast. If you want to watch the episode that inspired this chat, Powerful Owl, head to SBS On Demand, Erotic Stories. For more conversations like this one, exploring the themes of the show, subscribe to the Erotic Stories podcast wherever you get your podcasts or at sbs.com.au slash erotic stories podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Schmele.